my name is Isaac, and today you will be, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and the Battle of the Labyrinth, Chapter Thirteen. We hire a new guide. Hours later, my raft washed up on Camp Half Blood. How I got there, I have no idea. At some point, the lake water just changed to salt water. The familiar swirl line of Long Island appeared up ahead, and a couple of friendly white, great white sharks surfed surfed and steered me towards the beach. When I landed, the camp seemed deserted. It was late afternoon, but the archery range was empty. The climbing wall poured lava and rumbled all by itself. Pavilion? Nothing. Cabins? All vacant. But then I noticed smoke rising from the amphitheater. Too early for a, too early for a campfire, and I didn't think they were roasting most marshmallows. I ran towards it. Before I even got there, I heard Chiron making an announcement. When I realized what he was saying, I stopped in my tracks. Assume he is dead, Karen said. After so long a silence, it's unlikely our prayers will be answered. I've asked him his best surviving friend to do the final honors. I crept up to the back of the amphitheater. Nobody noticed me. They were all looking forward, watching as Annabeth took a long green silk burial cloth and brought it with a trident instead of on flames. They were burning my shroud. Annabeth turned to face the audience. She looked terrible. Her eyes were puffy from crying, and she managed to say, He's probably the bravest friend I've ever had. He. Then she saw me. Her face went blood red. He's right there! Heads turned. People gasped. Percy! Beckendorf grinned, and a bunch of other kids crowned, crowded me and clapped me on the back. I heard a few curses from curses from the Aries cabin, but Clarice, Clarice just rolled her eyes like she couldn't believe I'd had the nerve to survive. Karen Ken teared over, and everyone made way for him. Well, he sighed with obvious relief. I don't believe I've been happier to see a camper return. But you must tell me, where have you been? Annabeth interrupted, shoving aside the other campers. I thought she was going to punch me, but instead she hugged me so fiercely she nearly cracked my ribs. The other campers fell silent. Annabeth seemed to realize she was making a scene and pushed me away. I, we thought you were dead, seaweed brain. I am sorry, I said. I got lost. Lost? She yelled. Percy, two weeks? Where in the world? Annabeth, Karen interrupted. Perhaps we should discuss this summer more private, shall we? The rest of you, back to your normal activities. Without waiting for us to protest, he picked up Annabeth and me easily as if we were kittens, slung us both on his back, and galloped off towards the big house. I didn't tell them the whole story. I just couldn't bring myself to talk about Calypso. I explained how I'd caused the explosion of Mount St. Helens and blasted out of, of the volcano. I told them I've been marooned, I'd been marooned on an island. Then Hephaestus had found me and told me I could leave. My magic raft had carried me back to camp. All that was true, but I said, but I said it, but as I said it, my palms felt sweaty. You've been gone two weeks, Annabeth. Annabeth's voice was steadier now, but she looked pretty shaken up. When I heard the explosion, I thought, I know, I said, I'm sorry, but I figured out how to get through the labyrinth. I talked to Hephaestus. He told you the answer? Well, he sort of told me that I already knew, and I do. I understand now. I told him my idea. Annabeth's jaws dropped. Percy, that's crazy. Chiron sat back in his wheelchair and stroked his beard. 
There is a precedent, however. Theseus had the help of Arachne, Harriet Tubman, daughter Harriet Tubman, daughter of Hermes, used many mortals on her underground railroad, railroad just for this reason. But this is my quest, Annabeth said. I need to lead it. Karen looked uncomfortable. My dear, it is your quest, but you need help. And this is supposed to help? Please, it's wrong. It's cowardly. It's hard to admit we need immortals' help, I said. But it's true. Annabeth glared at me. You are the single most annoying person I've met. And she stormed out of the room. I stared at the doorway. I felt like hitting something. So much for being the bravest friend she's ever had. She will calm down, Karen promised. She's jealous, my boy. That's stupid. She's not... It's not like... Karen chuckled. It hardly matters. Annabeth is very territorial about her friends, in case you haven't noticed. She was quite worried about you. And now you're back. I think she suspects. I think she suspects you were marooned. I met his eyes, and I knew Chiron had guessed about Calypso. It was hard to hide anything from a guy who's been training heroes for three thousand years. He's pretty much seen it all. We won't dwell on our ch on your choices, Chiron said. You came back. That is all what matters. Tell that to Annabeth. Chiron smiled. In the morning, I'll have Argus take the two of you to Manhattan. You might stop by your mother, Percy. She's, she's understandably distraught. My heart skipped a beat. All the time on Calypso's Island, I'd never even thought about how my mom would be feeling. She thinks I'm dead. She'd be devastated. What was wrong with me that I haven't even considered her? Chiron, I said. What about Grover and Tyson? Do you think... I don't know, my boy. Chiron gazed into the empty fireplace. Juniper is quite distressed. All her branches are turning yellow. Council of Cloven Elders have revoked Grover's searches license in absentia. Assuming he comes back alive, they will force him into shame, into shameful exile. He sighed. Grover and Tysful are very resourceful, however. We can still hope. I shouldn't have let them run off. Grover has his own destiny. And Tyson was Tyson was brave to follow them. Him. You know would you you would know if Grover was in mortal danger, don't you think? I suppose the empathy link, but there's something else I should tell you, Percy. Actually, two unpleasant things. Great. Chris Rodriguez, our guest. I remember what I seen in the basement. Clarice trying to talk to him while he babbled about the labyrinth. Is he dead? Not yet, Kyron said grimly, but he's much worse. And he is he's in the infantry now. Too weak to move. I'd have to order Clarice back to her regular schedule because she was at his bedside constantly. She doesn't respond to anything. She won't take food or drink. None of her, her, my medicines help. She simply lost the will to live. I shuddered. Despite all the run-ins I'd had with Clarice, I felt horrible for her. She tried so hard to help him. And now that I've been in the labyrinth, I could understand why... It had been so easy for the ghost of Minos to drive Chris mad. If I'd been wandering around down there alone without any of my friends to help, I'd never have made it out. I'm sorry to say, Karen continued, the other news is less pleasant still. Quintus has disappeared. Disappeared? How? Three nights ago, he slipped into the labyrinth. Juniper watched him go. It appears you might have been right about him. He's a spy for Luke, I told Chiron. About the Triple G Ranch, how Quintus has bought his scorpions there, and Garyon had been supplying Cronus's army. It can't be a coincidence. 
Grover sighed heavily. So many betrayals. I would. I had hoped Quintus would prove a friend, since my judgment was bad. What about Mrs. O'Leary? I asked. The hellhound is still in the arena. It won't let anyone approach. I do not have the heart to force it into a cage or destroy it. Quintus wouldn't just leave her. As I said, Percy, we seem to have been wrong about him. Now you should prepare yourself for the more for the morning. You and Annabeth still have much to do. I left him in his wheelchair, staring sadly at into the fireplace. I wondered how many times he sat here waiting for heroes that never came back. Before dinner I stopped by the sword arena. Sure enough, Mrs. O'Leary's was curled up in an enormous black furry mound in the middle of the stadium, chewing half-heartedly on the head of a warrior dummy. When she saw me, she barked and came bounding towards me. I thought I was dead meat. I just had time to say, Whoa! before she bowled over me and started licking my face. Now, usually being the son Poseidon and all, I only get it wet if I want to. But my powers, apparently, did not extend to dog saliva, because I got a pretty good bath. Whoa, girl, I yelled. Can't breathe. Let me up. Eventually, I managed to get her off me. I scratched her ears and found her an extra gigantic dog biscuit. Where's your master? I asked her. How could he just leave you, huh? She whimpered like she wanted to know that, too. I was ready to believe Quintus was an enemy, but still, I couldn't understand why he'd leave Mrs. O'Leary's behind. If there's one thing I was sure of, it was that he really cared for his mega-dog. I was thinking about that and toweling the dog spit off my face when a girl's voice said, You're lucky she didn't bite your head off. Clarice was standing at the other end of the arena with her sword and shield. Come here to, came here to practice yesterday, she grumbled. Dog tried to chew me up. She's an intelligent dog, I said. Funny. She walked towards Mrs. O'Leary's... She walked towards us. Mrs. O'Leary's growled, but I patted her on their head and calmed her down. Stupid hellhound, Clarice said. Not going to keep me from practicing. I heard about Chris, I said. I'm sorry. Chris paced a circle around the arena. When she came to the nearest dummy, she attacked viciously, chopping its head off with a single blow and driving her sword through its guts. She pulled the sword out and kept walking. Yeah, well, sometimes things go wrong. Her voice was shaky. Heroes get hurt, they, they die, and the monsters just keep coming back. She picked up a javelin and threw it across the arena. It nailed the dummy... Be- straight between the eye holes of its helmet. She'd called Chris a hero, like he had never gone over to the Titan's side. It reminded me of the way Annabeth sometimes talked about Luke. I said not to bring that up. Chris was brave, I said. I hope he gets better. She glared at me as if I were her next target. Mrs. O'Leary's growled. Do me a favor, Clarice told me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. If you find Deadless, don't trust him. Don't ask him for help. Just kill him. Clarice, because nobody who can make something that evil like the Labyrinth Percy, that person is evil. Plain evil. For a second, she reminded me of Ethereum, the cowherd, her much older half-brother. She had the same hard look in her eyes as if she'd been used for the past 2,000 years and was getting tired of it. She sheathed her sword. Practice time was over. From now on, it's real. That night, I stepped in my own bunk, and for the first time since Calypso's Islands, dreams found me. I was in King's courtroom, a big white chamber with marble. I was in a King's courtroom, big white chamber with marble columns and a wooden throne. Sitting on it was a plump guy with curly red hair and a crown of laurels. At his side stood three girls who looked like his daughters. 
They all had his red hair and were dressed in blue robes. The doors creaked open, and Harold announced, and a herald announced, Minos, king of Crete, a tense, but the man on the throne just smiled at his daughters. I can't wait to see the expression on his face. Minos, the real creep himself, swept into the room. He was so tall and serious, he made the other king look silly. Minos's pointed beard had gone gray. He looked thinner than the last time I dreamed of him, and his sandals were spattered with mud, but the same cruel light shone in his eyes. He bowed stiffly to the man on the throne. King Coculus, I understand you have solved my little riddle. Coculus smiled. Hardly little, Minos, especially when you advertise across the world that you're willing to pay a thousand gold talents to the one man who can solve it. Is the offer genuine? Minos clapped his hands. Two buff guards walked in, struggling with a big wooden crate. They set it at Caucasus' feet and opened it. Stacks of gold bars glittered. It had to be worth, like, a, a gazillion dollars. Cockless whistled appreci appreciatively. You must have bankrupted your kingdom for such a reward, my friend. That is not your concern. Cockless shrugged. The riddle was quite simple, really. One of my retailers sold it. Father, one of the girls warned, she looked like the oldest, a little taller than her sisters. Coculus ignored her. He took a spiral seashell from the folds of his robe. Silver string had been threaded through it, so it hung like a huge bead on a necklace. Milo stepped forward and took the shell. One of you retainers, you say? How did he thread the string without breaking the shell? Use an ant, if you can believe it. Tied a silk string to the little creature and coaxed it through the shell by putting honey at the far end. Ingenious man, Mino said. Oh, indeed, my daughter's tutors. They are quite fond of him. Mino's turn eyes turned cold. I would be careful of that. I wanted to warn Coculus. Don't trust this guy. Throw him in the dungeon with some man-eating lions or something. But the red-headed king just chuckled. Not to worry, Minos. My daughters are wise beyond their years. Now, about my gold. Yes, but, you see, the gold is for a man who solved the riddle, and there can only be one such man. You are harboring Daedalus. Coculus shifted uncomfortably on his throne. How is that if he... How is that you know his name? He's a thief, Minos said. He once worked in my court, Coculus. He turned my own daughter against me. He helped an upsup... A serper make a fool of me in my own palace, and then he escaped justice. I've been pursuing him for ten years. I know nothing of this, but I have offended. But I offered the man my protection. He has been most useful. I offer you a choice, Mino said. Turn over the fugitive to me, and the gold is yours, or risk making me your enemy. You do not want Crete as your enemy. Caucus paled. I thought it was stupid for him to look so scared in the middle of his own throne room. He, sh he could have summoned his army or something. Minos only had two guards, but Caucus just sat there, sweating on his throne. Father, his oldest daughter said, you can't... Silence, Aaliyah. Caucus twisted his beard. He looked again at the glittering gold. This pains me, Minos. The gods do not love a man who breaks his oath of hospitality. The gods do not love those who harbor criminals either. Coculus nodded. Coculus nodded. Well, you shall have your man in chains. Father, Elias said again. 
Then she caught herself and changed her voice to a sweeter tone. At, at least let us feast with our guest first. After his long journey, he should be traded to a hot bath, new clothes, and a decent meal. I'd be honored to draw the bath myself. She smiled prettily at my nose, and the old king grunted. I suppose the bath would not be amiss. He looked at Cocculus. I will see you at dinner, my lord, with a prisoner. This way, your majesty, Aaliyah said. She and her sister led Minos out of the chamber. I followed them into a bath chamber decorated with mosaic tiles. Steam filled the air. A running water faucet poured hot water in the tub. Aaliyah and her sisters filled it with rose petals and something that must have been ancient Greek Mr. Bubble, because soon the water had covered with multicolored foam. The girls turned aside as Minos dropped his robes and slipped into the bath. Ah, he smiled. An excellent bath. Thank you, my dears. The journey has been long. The journey has been long indeed. You have been chasing your prey ten years, my lord? Aaliyah asked, bathing, bathing her eyelashes. You must be very determined. Batting her eyelashes. I never forget a debt, Minos grinned. Your father was wise to agree to my demands. Oh, indeed, my lord, Aaliyah said. I thought she was lying... Laying on the f flattered pretty thick, I thought she was lying on, lying on the flattery pretty thick, but the old guy was eating it up. Aaliyah's sisters trickled scented oil over the skin's head. You, my lord, you know. Deadless thought you would come, Aaliyah said. He thought the riddle might be a trap, but he couldn't resist solving it. Miles frowned. Deadless spoke to you about me? Yes, my lord. He's a bad man, princess. My own daughter fell under his spell. Do not listen to him. He is a genius, Aaliyah said, and he believes a woman and a man are just as smart. He was the first to, ever to teach us as if we had minds of our own. Perhaps your daughter felt the same way. Manos tried to sit up, but Aaliyah's sisters pushed him back into the water. Aaliyah kept, came up behind him. She held three tiny orbs in her palm. As First, I thought they were bath beads, but she threw them in the water, and the beads spouted bronze threads that began wrapping around the king, tying up at the ankles, binding his wrists to the sides, circling his neck. Even though I hated Minos, he was pretty horrible to watch. He thrashed and cried out, but the girls were much stronger. Soon he was helpless, lying in the bath with his chin just above the water. The bronze strands were still wrapping around him like a cocoon, tightening across his body. What do you want? Minos demanded. What do you do? Why do you do this? Aaliyah smiled. Dedalus has been kind to us, your majesty, and I do not like you threatening our father. You tell Dedalus, Minos growled. You tell Maya, hound him even after death. If there is any justice in the underworld, my soul will haunt him for eternity. Brave words, your majesty, Aaliyah said. I wish you luck finding your justice in the underworld. And with that, Bronze threads wrapped themselves around Minos's face, making him bronze mummy. And, yeah, I know, this this wasn't the whole chapter, um, but my stomach really hurts. I'm sorry for not uploading, too, but you guys have been following me a bunch, and actually, um, because overnight once I hit, like, 24 followers out of literally four, like my mom, my dad, my sister... Obviously myself, because I'm very narcissistic. You must follow yourself. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Uh, and then I just, I don't know, we got like 24 followers. 
And then finally, I actually hit 30, like, two or three days ago. Um, so the first actual 10 that I've been able to, like, fully witness. I, I might just sound dumb. I don't know. I'm really happy, though. So, th I don't thank you guys so much. We're closing in on um, 2.5K uh, also downloads. So... Yeah, thank you so much for that, and have a great, uh, yeah, um, rest, rest of your week, I guess. See you later. Bye.